Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCartney, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, good day, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I hope the world is wonderful wherever you are and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to me, Rachel McCartain of The Plotting Shed. Well, this is the last in the current series of this little design run of podcasts for you. I hope you found them all useful. Some of you won't have listened to all of them because you don't need to. If you've got a square garden, you don't need to listen to the podcast about odd-shaped gardens. But hopefully this will apply to the vast majority of people because this week we're talking about uneven ground, upslopes, downslopes, undulations, and how that can affect choices and decisions that you need to make about the design and layout of the garden. I often hear from people, I I must admit, one of the funniest uh, conversations that I I did have initially many years ago from a client who rang me up and said, I desperately need your help. I've had the bulldozers in. And I said, bulldozers? I said, send me a photograph. And what came back was an acre's worth of garden that did resemble the Somme. She indeed had had the bulldozers in to flatten and level off the entire space of the garden. All of the undulations and everything was just now level. And it was just an acre's worth of mud to which she needed to have some kind of garden putting back in again. But she'd taken all of the differences in height out. It was just this level space. So is that important in a garden? Is it important to have a flat level garden? The world isn't flat and level. We have gardens on all sorts of slopes and things. And I think sometimes we can get caught up into trying to order our space too much. We do need level spaces in a garden Occasionally, people get a bit flustered about how uneven or unlevel, how up or down slopey their gardens are, and thinking that it makes them unusable and unworkable and difficult. It can be that that's the case. Obviously, some slopes are pretty awkward and the terrain is difficult, but not always. And sometimes there are different things that we can use to embrace the slopiness and have fun with the slopiness. But we need to understand what that does in garden design and how slopes and undulations can affect things and the decisions that we need to make. Again, I've done a short video, which you can see, I'll put the the link into the show notes. So have a look at that and see, hopefully that will just help clarify all of this in your head when you're looking outside into your garden and thinking, oh, what am I going to do over there? What things are important? The most fundamental when you have any form of slope in your garden is how Mother Nature is going to 
affect it when it throws the worst of the weather at you. So drainage and water runoff. You have to consider before you make any changes to any unlevel space or hard landscaping, where those things are going to fall, where the water is going to flow. How are you going to deal with the channeling of that water into a small space? maybe coming towards your house. So practical, practical issues first. You have to know that whatever you do, if we build a retaining wall at the bottom of a downslope, it needs drainage. It will accumulate water. So those sorts of things you need to get expert building advice on in order that you do not make a very expensive hard landscaping mistake. We have to ensure that the weather and the microclimate that we have will be dealt with. Aside from that, what are the main design issues that arise when we have undulating gardens, when we have upslopes and when we have downslopes? If you're standing at the back of your house and you're looking out into the garden and it slopes uphill from you, the visual space appears closer than if you have a garden that slopes down away from your house. The views and your visual perception is further away. Upslopes bring the garden close to you, downslopes push the garden away from you. We have a bigger view generally with the downslope. You can see over your boundaries, you can see into the wider landscape. If the ground is just undulating and sweeping and moving around, that topography will determine how you can use your garden right now. It may be that the nicest part of the garden that you would want to use is not easily accessible. So we would have to then make hard landscaping changes so that we can utilize the space in the best way. But generally undulations and gentle slopes in gardens sometimes can be quite good. They can actually be a benefit. Often where people have gardens that are not level, there is a drive to level everything off so that I have spaces in my garden that are at different heights because of the slopes, but they're all level, which means I can access and use them. And so you see this with terracing, don't we, where somebody's spent a lot of time leveling off parts of the garden, so they've got some planting and some level lawn and more planting and level lawn, and as it goes up the slope, and there may be a seating area, and that's all great and fine. But my point is this, if you are only ever going to use one part of that garden to sit out on, why spend all of that money and effort hard landscaping and terracing the rest of it? Again, we go back to the principle of if I have a garden on a slope, whether it's up, down or just undulating ground, how am I going to use this space? How would I want to use this space? What is preventing me from using the space as I would choose given the opportunity? We are inherently, well, all right, I'll hold my hand up. I am inherently a, a lazier creature. 
if I have a nice sunny spot outside the back door where I can have a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock in the morning, why would I traipse all the way up to the top of the slope or all the way down to the bottom of the slope to have a cup of coffee? Just by having another seating area in another part of the garden that involves effort elevating myself back down or back up to, ask your question, am I really, really going to use it? And if I am going to use it, how often am I going to use that space? Because it's going to cost me X amount to create that space down there. Therefore, if I'm only going to use it once or twice a year, that's an expensive white elephant. You have to make those cost-benefit analyses. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have a seating area down there, but maybe it's not so big. It's not hard landscaped. It's just a bit of grass. It may be some gravel. You use cheaper materials. But you have to have had the analysis and the questioning of your design principles to say, yeah, that is a space I could use. If I'm going to use it regularly, if I'm going to use it all the time, then I'm going to spend the money to make the access to that as easy as possible. So that I want to use it as it is protected from the elements as much as possible to encourage me to make the effort to walk up the slope or make the effort to walk down and then back up to my house. The benefit is there, put the effort in. But I think we don't need to level everything, just the main bits that you have in the garden. The second element, you know, where we've got differences in elevation is steps or slopes. Builders love making steps, landscapers love making steps because they're more tricky, they're a bit more time consuming, they look very elegant, they're a very functional or way to change elevation between one part of the garden and another. Again, it's all about cost-benefit analysis. There may be a very good reason why you need to have steps because the slope up is a certain height and the depth of that slope is not very wide. So two, three steps is absolutely fine. But where you've got, say, a broader, bigger slope that would involve lots of steps to get from one to the other, would a sloping path be, be more fun? Certainly, if you've got little people running around the garden, slopes are great, aren't they? You can't sit on a skateboard and zoom down a flat surface, can you? Someone's got to push you. You can't slide. There are lots of different ways that children could use a sloped path much more than putting steps in. The steps could actually be more restrictive for how your children or you might want to play in the garden. If it's a gentle slope in the lawn, you've got the ability to put water slides. If you've got a, a steepish slope and you've got enough budget because you've thought about how much you want to spend on terracing. I saw a picture of a garden that had a terrace out of the front it had some steps going down from the terrace down the slope and halfway across the terrace it had a slide set in the slope so you didn't have to use the steps at all. Well I'm sorry but even as an adult I'd probably every now and again use the slide to go down. 
Gardens don't have to be serious, do they? They can sometimes be fun and you can use slopes like that to make more fun. What's What would be the harm in that? would be great, wouldn't it? If you could just slide down to the lower lawn rather than doing the steps all the time. So think about alternative options. The flat space that you have, again, it's about what do I need to use it for? When am I going to use it? How am I going to use it? Some, nobody wants to sit on a, on a slope when you're trying to have dinner. There has to be some practical elements in your garden that will enable you to use that space for the times that you want to, to entertain. But really think hard about what is the minimum I need to do, I need to have. Give yourself a little bit extra so that it's comfortable space to be in. But remember, when you're shifting volumes of soil and hard landscaping to that extent, it's a really expensive option. So let's think hard about how you use it. When it comes to planting, slopes are wonderful spaces to set plants on because you've got this built-in visual theatre, haven't you? We don't have to worry so much about one plant being overshadowed by another because they're all on this elevation. And what I would suggest for anyone that had a, a, a garden with undulations and slopes in is that if you can orient the roots that you take through the garden along the gentler lines of the slopes, then you can use the less user-friendly slopes simply for planting. And we can do all sorts of things with plants. We can disguise the steepness of a slope by putting taller plants at the bottom of the slope and shorter plants at the top. We can enhance the slopiness of the slope by doing the reverse. The slope itself might bask in more sunshine. Therefore, we can have plants that we might not normally be able to get into the garden because they get more warmth. There's this little amphitheater and because it's on a slope, we don't have drainage issues. Plants that wouldn't thrive, I can get into a nice, warm, sunny, dry slope. Again, you can utilise bulbs and all sorts of things to make that slope change over the course of the season. You're sitting at your patios at the, at the bottom and you have an upslope. Your vista that you sit and look out in front of you is, is this wonderful view of your plants going up the slope. Colour is really important in a garden. And if you remember earlier on in this, in this podcast, I said upslopes tend to feel closer, downslopes tend to feel more further away. The same comes is true with colour. If you have brighter, bolder colours, they tend to stand proud of the background, which elevates them. It brings them a little bit closer. Paler, more pastel colours merge into the background. So again, with your upslopes and downslopes, you can really enhance the elevation of the upslope by using bright, bold colours, or you can calm it down. You can make it feel a little less close to you because we're using more subtle colours. There are lots of options that you can have 
whenever you're using and planting on a slope because we can we can play with the perspective we can play with the the elevation we can play with how we disguise the 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 slopes we can really look at how we move through the garden we might move through it in a different way because of the slopes but let's embrace that we can't hide it we can't disguise it we can't distract from it so let's make that a really lovely journey i'm forced to walk this way so by walking this way i'm going to go through and go past some really amazing things that make me feel happy if i've got my level seating space or two level areas that I will use. Make sure that the access to them is as easy as possible, that encourages you to get up there and use them as often as possible. So don't be put off or disappointed if your garden isn't flat. Sometimes flat is, is the worst option and we can just really go with the flow with upslopes and downslopes. Well, that was the last in this series for 2023. So I hope you've all enjoyed this little plotting shed series. Do please put a rating on, do please like it, do please send me a message, do please send me a picture of your garden. Tell me what you'd like to know about for the next series. And in the meantime, have a wonderful time. Enjoy your gardens, enjoy your spaces. I hope you've felt a little bit inspired now to have a go. Go out and do something, go out and try something, go and make some changes. Be confident, be bold. The worst that can happen is you don't like it and you have to do something else. But with some of the design tips and tricks and hints and things that I think I've given you, I hope you will make some really positive changes to your garden. So have a great time doing it and bye for now. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.